We are about to get hit with some icy weather here in Southern Ontario. And I thought this was a good opportunity to post a presentation I gave around this time last year, talking about how to pick the best winter footwear to reduce your chances of slipping once it gets slippery outside. I hope you find this information helpful. I want to start with a story. So uh, this is Joy. Some of you may recognize her. She is an employee at UHN. And almost four years ago to this day, she had a terrible fall leaving work. So she was walking out of the, uh, out of the building uh, with a colleague um, and hit a patch of ice, slipped, fell back, hit her head, uh, felt like she was going to throw up, realized that this was probably a very serious problem, went to the emergency room. They scanned her uh, to check for bleeding in, in her skull. She didn't have any, so they sent her home. Over the next few days, though, she started to feel quite strange. She was doing things like half emptying the dishwasher, half making her bed. Um, she was feeling confused. She was crying a lot, couldn't do her job. Uh, she said those effects lasted over a year. A year later, she was still feeling the effects of that head injury. It was the first snowfall of the year, but she was, Joy was actually prepared for this. She had worn her winter boots. She thought she was well prepared for this day. Uh, this was written up, it's, it's on the intranet still actually, it, and Joy Richards is the president of patient experience uh, here um, at UHN. And, and the thing that I want to draw your attention to is the bolded part that's written there. So I'm not sure if this was her emphasis or the person writing the article. I imagine it's the person putting up the article. But it's that uh, her, her statement is, I should have been paying more attention. She blames herself for that fall, that she could have prevented it if she was paying better attention, maybe not talking with a colleague. And I would suggest to you that maybe that's not the reason that she fell. I would argue that the thing that we can do better is make sure she has better footwear. We do a lot of research here at Toronto Rehab to test footwear and recommend the best footwear that's on the market to make sure people have the tools they need to do their work safely. Sort of like when you go to buy winter tires, there's a symbol on the winter tire that says that this footwear, or the, sorry, that these tires have been tested and have been shown to work really well in, on snow and ice. We don't have that until about two years ago when we started, there was no such thing for footwear. Our dream is that eventually we uh, have labels right on the footwear. For now, there are tags, so Markwork Warehouse is working with us, and I think Sonia's in the room who's involved with some of this work. Are there now tags in the stores, by the way? There are now tags, so based on our results from our testing, I'll show you how we do our testing in a moment. Um, they, now you go into Markswork Warehouse, you'll see a rating of how well these shoes will actually perform in the real world. So um, before I show you how we do our testing, I'll, uh, you can, you can um, test your ability to select footwear. So go ahead and pick of these four boots, which one would you select if you were in the store? And you know, if, as I'm sure we all do when we go to buy boots in the winter, we flip the boot over, look at the soles and say, oh yeah, that looks like it's gonna work really well. So go ahead and make your choice. N, everyone says N, okay, okay, okay. So hold that thought, good. G or N, okay, good. So this is where we do our testing. This is called Winter Lab, one of the, uh, one of, uh, the simulators we have downstairs in this building. It's a big, essentially a hockey rink in a box where we can have people walking up and down icy slopes. And so we have people wearing different footwear 
and they walk across different ice surfaces. In this case, we have what I call a wet ice surface, and, you can, and they're on a harness, so even if they fell, they'd be perfectly safe. They walk up and down these, these icy slopes until their footwear starts to slip. So you can see this first boot starts to slip at a two degree incline. So not a very good boot. If we move to another boot on that list that I showed you, let's see how it does. On the same wet ice surface, it's able to do a five degree incline. So this is, so which, which boot is this, do you think? That's the question, right? So the higher the bar, the better the boot performed. So how did G do? How did G, everyone wanted to buy G and N. Which one did the best? This one, J. J does the best. What, what's the point? What's the point? You can't tell by looking at a shoe how well it's going to perform. It's all about the material properties that you cannot tell by eye. You need to actually test it to know how well these boots are going to perform. The boot on the bottom is actually a special material. It's actually a prototype. They, they wouldn't sell that boot without any tread on it. It's just a, it was a test that they sent us, and it blew us away when we saw how well it performed, because it outperformed anything else on the market when we got it about two or three years ago. Since then, there's been some other boots with that same technology that you can now buy. It's called Arctic Grip, and Mark sells that stuff, and we've tested it for them. Um, the, it actually has little microscopic glass fibers embedded within the, the, the material there. So all of that, you know, all of the little yellow flecks of color and so on, that is just superficial. It actually doesn't mean that the boot works better, right? It just shows you how marketing has kind of blinded us to a lot of these things that what, what we think we are looking for and what, what you know, they can sell us on. So, so Reza was one of our postdocs that first took this material, put it under an electron microscope, and, and we were kind of reverse engineering that. Um, we'll, I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, but you can go to our website, ratemytreads.com, where you can look up the results of all the footwear that we've tested. There's, um, there, and, and you can see different, uh, two different ice conditions on the bottom there. You can see bare ice and melting ice. What, what the score, the number in the score there is actually the angle that that boot was able to walk up. So the score of 11 means that the boot was able to walk up an 11 degree slope without slipping. The minimum score of those is the one that we call the overall MA score for that boot. And so in this case it's a 10 and it gets one out of three snowflakes. Boots that achieve a seven degree or higher score get one snowflake, 11 degrees or higher get two snowflakes, 15 or higher get three snowflakes. So far we've gotten now a couple of two snowflake, I'm looking at Sonia because she knows the latest on this, a couple of two snowflake. We have three shoes. Three two snowflake shoes now that we're just getting. What's really interesting is two years ago, May, you know, we only had a few, maybe 10% of the boots we were testing were getting even one snowflake. This test and publicizing this data has pushed the footwear industry, we believe, to making better footwear and incorporating more of these materials in their boots. 
By the way, what, what, does, what does seven degree, we use our cutoff of seven degrees, that's based on some accessibility guidelines that, you know, in, that, um, you know the curb ramp where, you, where you're, uh, you cross the street to get on to, uh, at the intersection, that can be a seven degree angle in theory. In practice, you see much greater angles. Anyone recognize where this is? You probably walked by here today. That's a 10, almost 11 degree incline on that, on that sidewalk right there. Um, and so in the real world, this is, if this was an icy day, most footwear that you find on the, on the market, you would fall down this, this, this slope. And by the, way, um, by the way, I don't think, I don't know if you can see that sign, I don't really think putting a sign up is the best way to solve this problem, but I'll get off my soapbox for now. Um, so you can go to our website and compare, um, compare all the footwear that, you have, that, that, that we have. Um, what we did then is said, okay, well that's great. Um, we can test the footwear that companies are sending us, but we, what we wanna really do is test footwear that people are using, right? What, are, what do personal support workers use? And that, that was our primary interest. So, um, and, and we applied for some money from the Ministry of Labor and we thought, okay, well we can do personal support workers. What's another work group that kind of con contrasts with them? We thought of the city of Toronto. These are, you know, personal support workers are mostly women, they're vulnerable workers, they have to buy their own footwear. City of Toronto workers are mostly male, they buy footwear from a catalog. So let's see what, what happens if we get the most popular types of footwear that these groups wear and test them in our test, what will happen? So um, we had to survey PSWs to find out what their preferences were. We selected 40 pairs uh, there and 45 pairs from the, the um, City of Toronto worker group footwear and we tested them. Who do you think performed better? Who thinks, who thinks City of Toronto would perform better? And then PSWs? Yeah, yeah. So we, we were a bit, we were shocked that the City of Toronto, so these are the scores, the seven is the, that cutoff line. The City of Toronto footwear, only one of the 45 boots we tested, or 40 boots we tested, uh, only one of them scored higher than our cutoff, whereas the personal support worker stuff, we had six that, that achieved that pass level. So sometimes it's surprising, really. I think, I think the focus on work footwear, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done there. I think consumer level casual footwear is actually coming further ahead than a lot of the, the workwear. That's interesting. So that's, what, that's our lab-based testing, right? What does, how does this footwear actually work? How does it actually prevent falls, right? That's the, that's the real question we want to answer now. So the next step in this study we did was we took 100 PSWs, split them into two groups. 50 of them we gave some of the best footwear we could find for them. So these, these were, I think the one on the left scored a 10 and the one on the right is a 9. The, the one on the left is the uh, women's and the one on the right is a, is a men's model. So of the 50 PSWs, there were 49 females that, that participated in the study got, the, got that boot. Um, and we gave $150 to uh, what we called the control group, so people that wore their own footwear. For January and February of last winter, so it was a pretty icy winter, they filled in uh, surveys each week, at the end of each week, we asked them, did you walk over any icy surfaces? Did you slip on any icy surfaces? If yes, how many slips? Did you fall on any icy surfaces? If yes, how many falls? And is there anything else you'd like to share? What shocked us is how many times people reported slipping and falling. 
So these are the raw slip and fall counts. But, so the gray is the control group. The red is the group that, that wore our footwear. So you can see the difference in the number of reports. So you can see the number, you know, there were 28 falls reported by the control group over that two months and five falls for the group that had the best footwear. So we're, we're certainly not eliminating falls with this footwear, uh, but, but we're cutting the numbers down dramatically. We can't quite just look at those numbers because the rates of responses are a bit different in the two groups. So we actually have to look at uh, the rate of slips and falls to get a better picture of what's happening and look at the factor. What really matters is that reduction factor at the very end. So we, we were able to reduce the slip rate by a factor of three and we were able to reduce the fall rate by a factor of nearly five. That's huge. We were not expecting that. We were not expecting to see such a dramatic difference. So we went back to the company and we said, wow, you guys, let's, let's figure out how much money you would save. Let's say if you gave all 3,000 of your PSWs this footwear. Like what if we just bought all, what if it became PPE, right? What if we just said everyone that works outdoors has exposed to icy surfaces has to wear this footwear? And we calculated out that they would be saving money. I can't give you the numbers because I still have to get some, some sign-offs on these numbers, but it's six figures, seven figures savings net after paying for the footwear for all these people. Only accounting for, this would have happened over the two months. The savings over two months would have been six figures, seven figures, even after accounting for the cost of buying everyone this footwear. It's, it's huge. This, this could have a huge impact in terms of fall prevention for anyone who's exposed to outdoor conditions. Not all good news. The bad news, so, so what I should mention is, you know, the footwear that's, that's working the best is, all, is this new, these new materials, these new composite materials. And we don't yet understand how long they last. People that wear them for a while, will their performance drop? We're quite worried about this, um, and so we've, we've been paying some of our students to walk around the block a whole bunch of times wearing these boots. And, and what, what we're finding is, in fact, we do see a drop in performance over time. So over about 75,000 steps, um, which is not that much, right? If you think about, many of you maybe try to hit your 10,000 steps a day, 75,000 steps is not that much, and we're starting to see a drop off in the performance of these boots. So we're gonna do a, a much more careful analysis of this effective wear this winter with these workers called, uh, they're called meter readers that work with Union Gas, who walk between 10 and 12 kilometers a day usually. Um, so they, uh, they're going to wear their boots and we're going to take them back every week and, and test them and see how low this goes. And we'll, we'll know what we can recommend based on that. In case you're interested in some of the visuals that I was referring to in this podcast, you can go to engineeringhealth.ca and watch a video of a related presentation where I use some of the same visuals. Just go to engineeringhealth.ca click on the projects tab and then click on better winter footwear. If you have any further questions, you can always email me at tillac.duta at gmail.com.